Uh, if you're the type of person who enjoys grilling out, um, let me take your game to the next level. Stu, I know you love nothing more than putting a giant juicy uh, steak or, or a rack of uh, ribs there on your, your tofu tower, you, <laughs> you vegetarian freak. Uh, anyway, you can, you can cook vegetables, you can cook steak, ribs, they are delicious when you smoke the ribs. You can grill, you can bake. It is the best grill out there. It has a smart app uh, for your phone, so you don't even have to go out and, you know, even start it. It's fantastic. Go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, and A-B compare against whatever you think might be the best. I guarantee you will love Rectech.com. says there is hope for a 2024 run during a viral interview. Facebook has yanked the video saying, quote, the voice of Donald Trump is not allowed on the platform. The voice, not even what he says. Now it's just you can't even do an interview with Donald Trump and it remains on Facebook. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is... um, is a little upside down on the on the White House uh, ratios when it comes to likes and dislikes. A lot of dislikes happening with his uh, speech yesterday, and now YouTube is thinking about removing the dislike button from Joe Biden's page. You've got to be kidding me! No, no. And in the worst violation, Stephen Crowder. Steven Crowder uh, has been yanked off of YouTube for a week. Uh, He can't upload anything. He tried to upload it to another YouTube channel, not his own, uh, and they pulled that immediately. But the real story here is why, and he has been indefinitely suspended from their partner program. So in other words, He can never advertise on his uh, YouTube program if they allow him back because they need a safe environment for uh, their advertisers. And apparently he's not safe enough. Thank goodness he's with us at The Blaze and he joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. If you watched last night's uh, broadcast uh, where we talked about the ESGs and the S part of that uh, rating system that the financial systems are now doing, the S is social justice, you began to understand why I've been saying to you for the last year or so, it's going to get harder for you to get a loan. If you're thinking about getting a loan, if you're thinking about refinancing or consolidating a loan, you need to do it now. 
Now, American financing doesn't work for you. I mean, sorry, doesn't work for the banks. They work for you. Uh, and so they're looking for the best deal for you. They don't get kickbacks from the banks or anything else. So they're not, you know, they're not trying to jam you into anything. They're actually looking into what the right loan is for you that will save you the most amount of money. It's American Financing. I want you to call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Carlos Maza, a, uh, a check, a check, a blue check mark for Twitter, who just love. He said uh, Stephen Crowder peddled election and COVID conspiracy theories to millions of people. YouTube's punishment: less than a week long suspension, and he's allowed to keep posting on his secondary channel. This will get him more followers, more subscribers. The cycle continues. Good. I hope that's true. Stephen Crowder joins us now. Hi, Stephen. Senor Beck, how are you? A little bilingual introduction there. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's good. And a little bit racist. No, no, no. You're the one with white hair and blue eyes. Oh, really? We're going down that road. Uh, Totally unrelated, totally unrelated. Think about this for a second. Think about this for a second. Yeah. No one really remembers this. But obviously you had the Germans, Nazis, cake bad. Obviously all bad. Okay, I want to make sure no one tries to take out of context me saying, well, Hitler was good for the economy. No, no, full on condemning the Nazis. But they believed that they were the superior race, right? The Aryan race. Many people don't realize that the Japanese believed they were the superior race. And they teamed up. So one of them had to be wrong. (laughs) Yes. As it turns out, both of them were wrong. Isn't that strange? <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I, wonder what, I wonder what that conversation was like with their ambassadors. Like, why well, do they believe it's six foot two blonde hair? Do I? You think it's five foot four? And, and this is the thing: like, it's considered racist for me to point out what they believe to be the master races. But think about this for a second: me and a black American, you, Glenn, and you're very white. You and a black American, or you and a Mexican immigrant American, legal immigrant American, whatever. But take your pick. Any, any, any minority. Still have far more in common than someone from Japan and someone from China who look far more alike. And that's proof positive that it's about ideas and not about race. If you don't believe in evil, look at what the Japanese did to the Chinese in internment camps in World War II. Sorry, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the end of my career. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So do you believe this is going to be a permanent thing? I mean, you're indefinitely suspended from the uh, from the. Uh, the ads, which is a very big deal in today's world. Uh, and mm-hmm. they say because they need a safe environment, Stephen, for their advertisers. Right. Mm. And yeah. I don't know how safe um, you are. I don't think it'll be. Per- well, you know, listen, to be fair, um, I could scale back and simply uh, I'm trying to think of what I can even say on FCC radio perform a uh, 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 lap dance on Beelzebub. And make that kid friendly, you know, like Lil Nas X. Right. That's the thing. Okay. About, just to be clear, like you, you and I come from rock and roll era, right? Right. Marilyn, yeah, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson. It's not doesn't shock me. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. It's that it's kid friendly, and my 
content. And by the way, yeah, you know what? Give or take a million, you know, a million or two, depending on the year on in YouTube. That's a chunk of change with 15 employees. But that's not really what bothers me here. What bothers me is the dishonesty and the targeted approach. Thank God Texas is about to pass a law that may be important in our case. You have uh, states like Florida that have followed suit. But let me be really clear, too. Definitions matter. So the reason that I've been removed or suspended from YouTube, and by the way, I simply uploaded to another completely separate channel, a cell phone video of me saying, hey, guys, I won't be able to upload because I've been removed from YouTube. And they removed that as a violation. I think when people say COVID conspiracies, okay, have I ever said the virus is not real? No, I've said COVID is real and COVID is significantly more lethal to elderly populations. When the CDC was saying don't wear masks, I was selling them at a discount in partnership with Jocko uh, <laughs> from Origin, Maine, saying if you're sick, this might be a good thing to wear because at this point there was no lockdown if you have to go to the office. And it's a double, it has two layers and you have a charcoal filter in there. We don't know, but it's a good precaution to take. Um, have I been anti-vaccine? No, I haven't been anti-vaccine. As a matter of fact, I've tried to get my mom who has respiratory illnesses the vaccine. I personally have decided the risk reward isn't worth it because I have a pretty strong immune system. What I have said, so for COVID, what I have said that is considered impermissible was using the CDC, by the way, and this is all available at LiderWithCrowder.com. People can watch a stream here in about half an hour. I said, look, look, here's what we know about COVID now with the science. It is significantly more lethal than the, the average flu to the elderly and immunocompromised. According to the CDC, however, and we don't know why, it's significantly less lethal to children and teenagers than the common flu. That's it. That's not a lot. It is scientifically accurate, but they believe that could be interpreted as uh, diminishing the severity of COVID. That's all. Uh, do you really think that that's, I mean, that's just an excuse to come after you, is it right. not? Well, of course, of course it is. Uh, I'm, I'm just want to be clear. So when people say, well, you can't go out and spread misinformation, that's the information. As far as election. Uh, election fraud. Look, this is what's so funny about that. Um, I sat down with my half Asian lawyer at great length and said, OK, can I talk about these voter? He said, no, you can't because you can't prove that. OK, I said, so there, I can only discuss exactly what I can prove that I have observed myself. He said, that's it. And then we'll go into bat for that. I said, OK, so how about I do this? What if I can't prove how many illegal people voted? I can't prove how many people uh, maybe switched addresses or where there was a broken chain of custody. I said, but what I can prove beyond any shadow of a doubt is go through all the voter rolls in a few states, cross-reference with uh, UPS deliverable or USPS deliverable addresses, search them on Google Earth to see if they're invalid addresses. And then either I or my producers went personally to those addresses that day with a copy of that day's newspaper on video with dozens of addresses saying, this is an empty lot. This is an overpass. That's what I did. And I said, I cannot make any other claims outside of these dozens of addresses that you see here. Here's the crazy thing that happened. And here's why I think I'm removed, Glenn. There were some people who fact checked us on this. Okay. And I don't know how much time I have. This might take a minute and a half for me to explain. Some people. No, you, you got to tell about 20. Said, okay, good. Uh, they said, you got this wrong. You got these addresses wrong. And this was released by some anonymous person. Now, to be fair, they, they were right in that in Nevada, one of the addresses that was an empty lot, we took a video of the empty lot across the street from the actual empty lot because the odds and even numbers in Nevada are a little bit different in Vegas. 
And when you're surrounded by empty lots, it's hard to know which empty lot the address is. <laughs> but but here's, I hand to God, everything I say is true under penalty of perjury, Glenn. I will swear to all this in court, which it may come to. Now, here's what happened, though. That did force me to go back and say, were we careless? What else did we get wrong? And I realized there was one person, Christina Gupana, who worked for the Clintons. Okay. And she was actually embroiled in some sort of voter fraud issues back in, uh, uh, I believe, 2016. No one's heard from her since 2018. She was one of the voters who voted from under an overpass. The address from which she voted was West Bonville. And I went back to our addresses and I said, oh, my God, how do we make such a careless mistake? Her address is East Bonneville. And I said that on air. I said, look, we made a mistake. Um, I don't know how we did this. Well, my researcher, who's English, she said, no, no actually, no, we didn't make a mistake. I'm looking at the voter rolls. Oh, wait. They changed the voter rolls last night after you released the original video. So we released the video on Tuesday. They changed Christina Gapana, Clinton staffer, her address, which was under an overpass, from West Bonneville Avenue in Vegas to East Bonneville Avenue. And keep in mind, the Nevada website says they can only change voter rolls on a Monday. Now, here's the kicker. Christina Gupana has never lived or been at the East Bonneville address either. So they went in and manually <laughs> updated a new fake address. And then my opinion was, this person's probably been Clinton. Maybe that's why I got removed. But listen, they should, they should have more of a problem with the fact that the corruption or the ineptitude, take your pick, is so limitless that they went in, changed addresses in the dead of night, and changed them to new bogus addresses. All of this can be verified. All of this is available on the Blaze, and uh, and I swear, I swear to it in court. And you show the the address before it was changed on the government website and after it was changed. Yes, and I show the physical address by sending an intern with a copy of today's newspaper so that there is no doubt. Because my lawyer said, it's not enough if you do Google Earth. That's not, because with Google Earth, we had thousands. And I said, well, we only have time to do dozens. So we did dozens, mainly in Nevada and Michigan, because these were areas where we could travel. Um, so, yes, so we, were, we only claimed this is clearly an illegitimate vote. At this address, here's a copy of today's paper. Here's how you know it's not real. And I said, I'm making no claims about Dominion because I can't. I'm making no claims that the election has been uh, stolen because I can't. I'm making no claims that Donald Trump won because I can't. And you know what the truth is? That's not even my primary concern. My primary concern is a broken voting system that we need to fix before the next election. Because I called the Nevada official, the publicly listed official, and I said, look, look, this is not a real address. They said, well, we updated it. I said, I know. You updated it to a wrong address. I said, well, I don't believe that. I said, I have a picture right in front of me. Would you like me to send you a video? And I said, look, 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 assume that nothing I'm saying is a lie, okay? Let's assume that this was a fake address and then it was updated somehow to another fake address where this person has never lived. They may not even live in the country. I said, what do you do? What process is there to remedy that so it doesn't cancel out a legitimate person's vote? And he said, there is none. It doesn't exist. And this video has been removed. This whole episode has been removed from YouTube. That is a Nevada County Registrar, the public relations, I believe, official, said, there's nothing you can do. So even when there is undeniable, irrefutable proof that this is not someone who voted, the person may not even exist, who knows at this point, there's nothing they can do. What's done is done. And that's why it was removed. Stephen, do me a favor. Send me the URL to that video. I want to tweet it out. I want to post it at glenbeck.com. I want to make sure everybody in this audience sees it. Can you send me that URL real quickly? 
Uh, Liga, I, I don't have it right now. I mean, people can go watch the episode uh, on The Blaze, uh, and maybe we could just make it public because it was public and then it was removed from YouTube, so we'd have to re-upload it. But if it's at, if it's at The Blaze and it's called the Nevada, uh, the Nevada Voter Issues Deepen, that's the episode, that's what it's called, and that's where I actually made the phone call. So look, I, again, if you cannot say, okay, I went to this address, here's a picture, uh, here's a video of the address, Here's a copy of today's newspaper, like a hostage situation for crying out loud. And it not be removed, it is very clear they simply will not allow you to be a conservative and discuss election procedures or COVID-19. Nothing I said would even go against the CDC, which, by the way, you should be allowed to do. Doctors shouldn't be banned if they say, actually, we don't think the CDC is correct because this metric isn't what they should. That's that's completely off the table which should still be allowed. But even if you say looking at the CDC data, it's significantly more lethal for old people and statistically uh, non-significant for young people, which, you know, I just saw yesterday because I was watching CNN. You're welcome. I do it so no one else has to. And I was watching <laughs> CNN and there was, a, there was a story. It said, uh, Moderna says vaccine 100% effective with children's aged, I think, 6 to 15. You know what else is? Nothing. Steven Crowder from uh, Louder with Crowder. You can uh, find him now at uh, louderwithcrowder.com. Uh, also, blazetv.com slash Crowder. Uh, and his episode is already up on Blaze TV. If you're a member, uh, watch it. If you're not, come on, join us. We need your support. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use control as your uh, promo code, and you'll save 20% this week. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thank you. Go do something incredibly white. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you are very All right, white. let me... I, I right don't know that. why... No, you know what? I, I was reading the comments last night after the show, and everybody was saying how red I am. And I must have been out in the sun. No, I wasn't out in the sun. This is just me. It's not red. It's pink. I am this <laughs> pig pink. All right. Let me let me. It's not easy. It's not easy uh, being me. Uh, real estate agents. Uh, it doesn't suck either. Real estate agents. I uh, I trust is our sponsor this half hour because no moving is not fun. I've moved around a lot over the years. There was a time when I just. <laughs> Couldn't seem to hold down a job. There's so much that you have to do to get the house that you're selling ready. Things you have to replace. Things you have to paint. That weird 1970s wallpaper that you never got around to removing. You got to do those things. And and everything on the selling end is going to be a hassle for you. But we can make it easier by finding you the right real estate agent that can help you do those things has a rolodex that somebody can call right away and go can you just take that wallpaper down and just throw some paint on it uh they have somebody that can do that in their rolodex because they've been around your market for a long time in your area and they know what it takes to sell houses now same thing negotiating skill on the other side if you're buying a house we have the right real estate agent for buying and selling no matter where you are it's realestateagentsitrust.com go there get our recommendation it's a free service to you realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id
This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there, there is so much more than what Stephen Crowder was just talking about here. It's not just about uh, shutting you down on talking about uh, uh, talking about the election or COVID. This is part of the Great Reset. If you watched last night's show, you are going to understand today's news unlike anybody else. Because last night, I pretty much gave you a decoder ring. Showed you, and I'm going to go over it again uh, a little later on in the program, but you don't want to miss it. If you missed last night's show, go back and watch it on blazetv.com slash Glenn. It's the Wednesday night special, and it is Control or Die. And... It is, um, or conform and die. What the hell is the name of that episode? Anyway, you'll find it. It's last night's episode. Um, the um, you got it, Stu? No. Uh, it, the it, it's comply or die. That's what it is. Uh, it, it really is like a decoder ring. Uh, once you understand the Great Reset and you understand what's coming financially for all of these com- companies. And you see what's happening to Facebook. Last night, I showed you uh, Facebook's ESG score. ESG stands for environment, social, as in social justice, and governance score. So are you complying with everything the government says you have to do? And are you helping the government whenever you can help them? Uh, are, are you doing everything you can for environmental justice? Uh, what's your carbon footprint? And the slipperiest one is social justice because it can fit anything, as we showed you last night. Social justice is where Facebook is falling apart. Facebook is falling apart. And do we have this? Hi, I'm running out of time now. Yeah, there it is. This is the Facebook score uh, on their ESG. They have a very low score. They're they're. Out of four categories, they're a laggard, which is the lowest score you can get. The question is, why do they have this low score? Well, it explains, and I explained it last night. Once you understand this, you understand what happened to Steven Crowder. It is more than just speaking your mind. It is much more than that. We'll continue this conversation coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Patriot Mobile is uh, is the company that I think that you should join. Uh, this is the company that provides self cell service. It's just as good as everybody else's because they're on the same tower. So your coverage is the same on the same tower, um, except they charge you less money. They're run by a group of people that actually believe in the Bill of Rights. They believe in the free market. They believe in the things that we thought everybody in America believed in. They are fighting the good fight with you and using a share of their profits to support things like the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. All of the amendments. How about we just support all of the amendments? Um, Patriot Mobile uh, would like you to switch now. If you are in bed with these, uh, you know, with Verizon or any of these carriers, you are in bed with people who are working actively against your interests. So switch now. Get the premier activation where they'll set up the phone for you. You'll get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK.
And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. You get 20% off your subscription to Blaze TV now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you tuned in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to Blaze TV. We appreciate it. It is your support that uh, keeps us going. Uh, I want to tell you, last night, if you didn't watch the program, the Wednesday night special from me on Blaze TV or YouTube or wherever, um, you really missed a decoder ring. I will show you next hour how to decode all of the news. Everything will begin to make sense to you if you understand the lens of build back better. If you understand what's really happening in the in the uh, business and political global setting, all of a sudden everything falls into place, and we'll go over that next hour. But watch the show. It's it's like if you were watching me or listening to me years ago, and I was explaining early twentieth century progressivism. And we were all like, what? But why? Why is this happening? How did we get here? And then I told you about Wilson and the 20th century progressives. And all of a sudden, all of it made sense. When I told you about the radicals that were involved in the 1960s, how they are still involved now in the university level, all of a sudden, oh, I get it. This one is a big one and really important for you to understand. That's last night's special, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code control uh, and, uh, and you can have access to watch it. I would urge you to take a, uh, a year subscription. We really need to be able to stay in touch and communicate with each other. You'll also find Steven Crowder there, Mark Levin. Uh, just a, a buttload of uh, shows that uh, you're really going to enjoy. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn, promo code control this week. Welcome to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, which is also seen on Blaze TV prior to this uh, program. Hey, Pat. Hey, Glenn. I wanted to ask you, did you did you see the tweet or I'm sorry, the uh, text to Don Gates uh, about his about his son, Congressman Gates, Matt Gates. No. OK. Yesterday we talked about um, Matt Gates mm-hmm. and he was because he was on uh, Tucker Carlson. What I think on Monday or Tuesday and Tucker said it was a weird conversation. You went back and watched uh, watched the interview. What would you think? I thought Tucker was right. Uh, that was a weird conversation. Uh, clearly one that Tucker was quite uncomfortable with. Uh, first of all, Gates brought up a couple of things that uh, I, I, I think were a little disturbing to uh, Tucker. Of it, one mm-hmm. of them being that uh, Gates said something like, I'm not the only one on this screen right now who's been accused of a terrible sex act. And so at the, at the end of that, uh, Tucker said, yeah, you... You just referenced a disturbed, mentally ill listener who accused me of something 20 years ago that, yeah, definitely wasn't true. And, you know, the implication being, but and thank thanks you. for bringing that up. 
the other mm-hmm. thing he, he said was, uh, and and Tucker, you'll remember this. Two years ago, uh, you and your wife had dinner with me and, and another uh, woman, uh, a date of mine, and you'll remember her. And then he goes on to describe this dinner. And at the end of that uh, rant, uh, Tucker said, actually, I, I don't remember the woman in question or the context of what you're talking about at all. <laughs> so it didn't go well. Wow. Didn't seem to go real wow. well. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he referenced in that um, that he had text messages from the guy who he said was blackmailing. Yeah. So I, I have it here. Dear Mr. Gates, this is to his father, Matt Gates' father. I'd like to talk to you immediately about the current federal investigation and indictment that is about to be filed against your son. I have a plan that can make his future legal and political problems go away. Last summer, we located Robert uh, Levinson in Iran and took two proof-of-life videos, but the U.S. government foiled our rescue attempt. We have one more opportunity to rescue Levinson. If you and Matt are willing to help us privately and clandestinely obtain the release of Robert Levinson, I will ensure uh, that Matt is on the plane that delivers Levinson to his family, thus making him the most sought-after public figure in the world for his efforts to obtain Levinson's release. Then my partner will see to it that Matt receives a presidential pardon, thus alleviating all of his legal issues. We all know that politics makes strange bedfellows. I can assure you that we have the ability to obtain Robert Levinson's immediate release, but we cannot allow the U.S. government to be involved because they have repeatedly blocked his release since his capture. Um, Matt is more than welcome to attend a meeting, but we are fine just to meet with you as my partner knows you are a man of your word and has a great deal of respect for you. Please call me and let me know if you're willing to meet with us immediately. I assure you, uh, you will not be wasting your time. Bob Kent. Now, (laughs) I have several problems, uh, with this. Uh, they are, are enlisting him to do something uh that they say we know you're a really good guy and a good of honor and integrity why would a guy of honor and integrity do this for his son uh why would a man of honor and integrity get in bed with a blackmailer this is clearly blackmail uh also why wouldn't you just go to this guy of honor and integrity and say i need 25 grand wasn't that wasn't that the number 25 grand i thought it was 25 million was it 25 million mm-hmm. okay so that's a little different 25 million <laughs> yeah um uh you know i don't understand a then why it would take 25 million dollars to uh fly a plane in what kind of bribes where's that money going so he met with this guy and uh they have record of all of it and they even have the uh the plan if you will uh it was uh, project homecoming the document that they handed to matt gates father and said in exchange for the money we'll give you this now the guy who says uh, the guy who is apparently um uh writing this He's saying, I did it on behalf of the federal government. I did it on behalf. I was, I was wearing a wire on behalf of the federal government. Wait a minute. What? 
um, because uh, Don Gates uh, reported this to the FBI immediately. And then Don was assisting in the uh, investigation. Apparently, he was wearing wire. Mm. So one of them is lying here. We, we do have a uh, letter uh, from Don Gates's uh, attorney firm. As you know, my client Don Gates was approached by two individuals to make sizable payment in which I would call a scheme to defraud. Don reported this to the FBI. The FBI is now asking Don to voluntarily and proactively assist their investigation, which Don is willing to do. Please confirm that your office and the FBI would like Don's assistance in this matter and that he will be working at the government's request. Uh, the United States attorney said, I can confirm that your client is working with my office as well as the FBI and the government's request in order to determine if a federal crime has been committed. This has been discussed with and approved by the FBI, as well as the leadership of my office and components of Maine justice. The government thanks you for working cooperatively with the FBI. So who's lying here? The FBI guy or the upper FBI guy? what's happening (laughs) i don't know if you're expecting us to have an answer to that i have no friggin' idea it seems like a crazy situation and i don't know how we get to the bottom of it other than waiting for the whole thing to to play out how bad is this that we none of us are willing to even speculate on who the bad guy is you know we're not willing to speculate we're not willing to say i'm not willing to throw matt gates under the bus I'm not willing to defend him, but I'm also not willing to uh, throw him under the bus. I'm willing to defend his right to, uh, you know, a fair trial and to be sure. uh, convicted in a court of law and not by the media. So I'm not saying that Matt Gates is a bad guy. I don't know, but I'm not willing to give anybody uh, a, a lend of credibility that is in politics in Washington, D.C., because I have no idea. Yeah, that's really hard. But I'm also I'm also no longer willing to give it to the FBI. <clears throat> that's a change for me. It just a seems like change. there's just a bunch of conflicting information and it's too early for us to know. I mean, I, like, you know, sometimes you see these stories, you're like, OK, this definitely looks like X, Y and Z happened. But let's let the investigation play out. This one is like I uh, everyone's just saying the opposite thing and we have no idea who to trust. Correct. He, uh, he claims though that when records and phone conversations are re- released in their entirety he'll be exonerated. So it sounds like, you know, he's Confident, confident in his Though, innocence. I wouldn't exactly so say that that's a Clinton. rare statement right. from someone accused that's of something. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I I give you the uh, the Kraken as an example of something that <laughs> sounded pretty definitive and then turned yeah. out to be not so much of a Kraken after all. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that was no reasonable person would have believed that. <laughs> no. I mean, Come on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The uh, uh, the other thing uh, on this is uh, is is Matt Gates saying right before this came out that he might leave uh, Congress and go to work for Newsmax. It was a report. I don't know that he said that outwardly, but it was there was a report saying that he was going to leave Congress and go to a media role. I mean, he's obviously one of the most active co- congressional members in the media uh, since he kind of got the gig in the first place. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is not that this is before I think the the investigation though was known. Uh, so I don't know who knows if any of this stuff is true. It's hard to know because you know, Gates being such an outspoken guy too, er, he says a lot of things and everyone says a lot of things about him. So it's really hard to cut through what is actually accurate here. Right? Well, it's pretty clear, though. I mean, he's uh, yesterday the New York Times was telling us that this is an investigation that he crossed lines with a 17 year old girl. Now, the story is, is that he attended a an orgy with a 17 year old girl and a bunch of prostitutes. Okay, but those are those are both bad. Uh, yeah. uh, one is yeah. wow. One don't, is, don't take a stand, Glenn. I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta cover yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, but you could kind of maybe explain. You know, she was a campaign. He says it doesn't exist, but you know, she was a campaign aide, and nothing happened. And I have witnesses that nothing happened. But she and others were traveling on a plane with me. Maybe. The orgy thing? Come on. Come on. Can we have some evidence on the orgy thing? And because if if the press and the FBI and everybody else can get away with this, none of our politicians, nobody stands a chance uh, against standing against this thing, except those who are the most pure. And I'm not saying that Matt Gates isn't because you can make up anything about anything. You could make it up Mm -hmm. about Mike Lee. But you these most of these guys, and I'm not saying they're orgy or having sex with underage kids, but they everybody has something in their life that they they don't want to come out. And they just it's not that it's evil or it's illegal or anything else. It's just you're going to twist this and you're going to make it look bad. And I'm going to I'm going to have to deal with it for the rest of my life. And I've already dealt with it and, and put that to rest. You won't be able to send anybody to Congress and you certainly won't get anybody in Congress or the Senate that is actually going to stand against anything. Yeah, I, look, you know, let's look at someone who's who the press is a lot less judgmental about Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans, who has now 14 accusers against him that have come out in the last couple of weeks uh now i don't know could could this is a huge public figure making millions and millions of dollars could 14 women come together and come up with fake accusations absolutely of course of course they could and that's why you get your day in court the same thing with gates he's a very public figure a lot of people he's very very tight with donald trump and people are going to go after that's him why it may be true it may not be true but like right. you, you can't assume either with someone like this when it becomes a public figure with this sort of profile it's even more you have to be more skeptical in some ways mm-hmm. because Absolutely you just you do. don't know i mean I, people can say anything and, and do and he's a single guy uh and as jeffy would say who among us uh, who among us <laughs> well one last of, one last thing here's us. i i dismissed somebody yesterday because they were standing with gloria allred and their mm. story was much more salacious. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo. I believe the women uh, against Andrew Cuomo. The last one that comes out is with Gloria Allred. I don't know. Let's not be so quick <laughs> to buy into her story. All right. I happen to be a big fan of things that are very bad for me. Butter. I love butter. Cream. Oh, there isn't anything better. Pizza. Uh Chocolate chip cookies, ice cream, all of it I love. None of it is good for me. 
Now, I don't know when God wrote that little rule, but I don't like it. But I have good news for you. Built Bar is here. Built Bar is the only healthy snack I've ever had that tastes like something that I want to eat. You know what I mean? Healthy snack. Have a peanut. I don't want a peanut. Well, good, because peanuts aren't that good for you anyway. Built Bar made with real chocolate, and it is a protein bar. Uh, it's low in carb, low calorie, high fiber, high in protein. It's a Built Bar. They're great. BuiltBar.com. Go uh, and use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your next order. BEC15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, by the way, uh, we're near the end of the third quarter, and the score right now, 14-9. to nine. That's, of course, Deshaun Watson accusers versus Andrew Cuomo accusers. Uh, so 14-9, end of the third. We're going on the stretch run. It's a pretty tight game, and we'll see how that turns out. You should also remember, of course, one thing that is definitely sure. Even if all of these accusers are lying for all of these people, we do know that Andrew Cuomo did kill thousands of people in nursing homes. So that's just known. Whether he was guilty of these other things or not, we don't know. The other thing we do know, of course, Andrew Cuomo is awful. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash Beck. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In the next hour, you will understand why I have been telling you that it is going to get harder and harder for you to get alone. Um, you will understand it really clearly in the next uh, 60 minutes. Please call American Financing. If you're looking for a mortgage, I urge you to refinance your mortgage. If you have you know, an interest rate that you're paying now is 3 4 5%, you can get it down into the twos now in some cases. Uh, also, to do a consolidation loan where you put all of your high interest credit card debt into your mortgage, please make this call today. It's going to get harder for you to get a mortgage, uh, to get a loan of any kind. 800 906 2440 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now.
Hello, America. It's Thursday. Biden yesterday unveiled a massive infrastructure plan, calls it a once in a generation investment. Yes, the investment is once in a generation. Uh, However, (laughs) it's going to take several generations to pay for it. This is a nightmare bill, and I'll explain why. And while I do so, I will also explain side by side why I've been saying recently it's going to be harder and harder for you to get a loan. Why it's going to get harder and harder for you to take a stand. Uh, There are going to be massive consequences for this. We'll talk about that in 60 seconds. Ah, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Barbara lives in North Carolina. She writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. Uh, she wrote in, she said, we have a six-year-old Cocker Spaniel that has some behavior issues over food. Never seems satisfied. Boy, are you, you are preaching to the choir, Barbara. Behavior issues over food. Never seems satisfied as allergies. We're only a few days into our bag of Rough Greens, but we can already see an improvement. He's eating very well to the point of licking his bowl and my fingers, too. Right? Isn't that crazy? Uh, If if my fingers have rough greens residue on it, uh, he's licking my fingers clean. He rests more soundly. He seems to have more energy. So far, so good. Thanks, rough greens. So listen, here's the first thing you have to do. You have to know if your dog will eat rough greens. Now, this is not a dog food. This is a supplement that you put on your food. If you have a finicky eater, uh, you, you, you better get the free bag of rough greens first. I have a dog who would uh, literally we'd have to stand and hand feed. Uh, if, if we moved and he was eating anything out of his bowl, he would stop immediately, look at us and like, what? What are you going to do now? Are, are we going someplace? And then he would lose interest and he wouldn't eat. It was a nightmare. He loves Rough Greens, but make sure your dog does uh, before you buy a bag of Rough Greens. You can get the free bag for your dog to try out. All you pay is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call them roughgreens.com. So, still yesterday, uh, he... He made uh, the Biden speech a little more tolerable uh, by uh, watching it with you on uh, Blaze TV and uh, his YouTube channel. Hi, Stu. Hey, Glenn. Uh, What an exciting moment that was. Uh, Great speech. As usual, Joe Biden, top of his game. (laughs) It's much better than We're just playing audio of... We're just playing audio in the background. You might hear Joe Biden in the background once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was an, a pretty amazing uh, plan. I mean, he's not, of course, de- dealing with the, the, the things he's actually doing, which is like taxing people for 15 years to pay for eight years of spending. We all understand, of course, the spending will continue after the eight years. So he's not even coming close to paying for this program. But even if he could, it would be ridiculous. Bridges um, and drinking water. And yes, bring, broad, broad, broadband and electric grids. They, it's supposed to be an infrastructure plan, but honestly, like they just threw everything that they wanted in there, including massive healthcare uh, increases. Only four hundred billion dollars is going to go to the elderly and disabled. Only four hundred, four hundred billion and five hundred eighty 
will be used for domestic manufacturing <laughs> and development. You get the sense when he was talking about the uh, he's going to give four hundred billion dollars to the elderly. It just felt selfish. It just felt like he was. <laughs> he just wanted the I, stuff. I'm only I'm only going to take three hundred eighty billion of them myself. <laughs> but you won't believe what they have to do to keep me cranking. <laughs> I just it's hard to understand how far we've come. Remember, only a couple of Democratic presidents ago, the era of big government was over. Last president that was a Democrat talked about. You know, he really um, manufactured the the amount he spent to stay under one trillion dollars. I mean, it was seven hundred and eighty seven billion dollars initially for the uh, for the stimulus program. It was under one trillion initially for Obamacare. Of course, most both of those wound up rising quite a bit before they were actually implemented. Uh, here, I mean, now we're at the point where he's just staying under two trillion for the COVID plan, and has no problem. Not only saying he's going to go over $2 trillion with this plan, but announcing in advance another $2 trillion he's going to spend in just another, a few months. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's another uh, once-in-a-generation investment. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wouldn't that be twice in a generation? And didn't you just do another $1.9 trillion recently? So isn't it three times in a, ge- in a generation? I mean, I do. And if, it's if a generation is the first six months of your first year of your presidency, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right. Right. Now, remarkable. Let me uh, let me explain. Uh, let me explain a couple of things. I'm going to give you a decoder ring for all of the news here. First uh, headline: Some Democrats are reportedly afraid to voice concerns about a nationwide voting overhaul. Okay. I want to just give you a few things we're going to we're going to go back to the stimulus package here in a second. But I want to give you a few stories that are in the news today. So Democrats are afraid to voice any concern about the nationwide vote uh, voting uh, overhaul, which is absolutely unconstitutional in the clearest of terms. It is taking away the power of the states and moving it to the federal government. It's unconstitutional. It's very clear in the Constitution who runs the voting process. All right. Next story. Major U.S. companies take aim at Georgia's new voting restrictions. What is this one? Um, Global asset manager at BlackRock issued a statement yesterday on LinkedIn. Equal access to voting is the foundation of American democracy. While BlackRock appreciates the importance of maintaining election integrity and transparency, these should not be used to restrict equal access to the polls. It's doing none of those things, by the way. Coca-Cola weighed in yesterday. Headquartered in Georgia, they're disappointed by the law. As soon as Georgia's legislators convened this year, our company joined with other Georgia businesses to share our core principles. We opposed measures that would seek to diminish or restrict voter access and advocated for broad access, voter convenience, election integrity, and political neutrality. Uh, Then you have Delta Airlines issuing a memo to their employees. 
that the final bill is unacceptable and does not match Delta's values. After having time now to fully understand all that's in the bill, coupled with the discussions with leaders and employees in the black community, it is evident the bill includes provisions that will make it harder for many unrepresented voters, particularly black voters, to exercise their constitutional right and elect their representatives. That is wrong. That is from Delta. Then you have Merck, the pharmaceutical giant. Uh, There is no more fundamental right than the right to vote. Democracy rests on ensuring that every eligible voter has an equal and fair opportunity to cast a ballot free from restrictions that have a discriminatory impact. We all have an obligation to stand up against racism and other forms of discrimination whenever we see them. That's Merck. Porsche. You know, the people that brought Hitler the people's car. Anyway, uh, Porsche, North American Operations, headquartered in Georgia, said equal access to the polls for every voter is core to a democracy. As an Atlanta-based business, Porsche Cars of North America supported the work of the Metro Atlanta Chamber with members of the Georgia General Assembly to maximize voter participation. We understand the legislative outcome remains subject to debate and hope a resolution can be found. All side encourages. Uh, then UPS. UPS said this week, the company supports the ability and facilitation of all eligible voters to exercise their right to vote. Like other businesses in the community, we actively engage with political leaders in both parties and other stakeholders, stakeholders to advocate for more equitable, equitable access to the people for integrity in the election process. Mercedes Benz have nothing to do with racism. Boy, Mercedes-Benz, they sure hate racists, don't they? They stand against efforts which discourage eligible voters to participate in this vital process. Microsoft also has uh, weighed in. Bank of America has uh, weighed in. Cisco, Home Depot, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, LinkedIn, American Express, Facebook, Viacom, CBS. Ha. Huh. That's an awful lot of companies coming in and voicing their opinion on this voting matter. Have you ever seen that before, Stu? You know, it's odd. I, I, it, not really. And it's, it's really huh. odd considering this actually expands the law and people's access to voting quite clearly. Uh, you know, the, the Georgia law yeah. in particular uh, does a good job at, you know, it, we, it was funny because we were told in 2020 that we had to massively expand the way people were, were able to vote because of this once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, which I think there was mm. good arguments for some of that. So they went out and they expanded all these uh, voting uh, you know, uh, access platforms. And now we're told that anything that pulls off of that incredible expansion which was supposed to be once in a lifetime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is uh, is basically Jim Crow. I mean, Correct. We, uh, this is incredible. We had a representative say that the 2020 election had voter suppression never before seen in American history. We went half of our history without letting black people or women vote at all. I would say that was more of a voter suppression uh, era <laughs> than the one we have now, where you can only where you can use drop, drop it off at a, right, yeah. A Facebook drop-off on your nearest corner. Right. Like, I mean, seriously, the the restrictions they're talking about, the the voter drop-off boxes were not even uh, sanctioned in Georgia law at all. 
So they came in and they said, okay, uh, now they'll be sanctioned, but we should probably not just leave them outside unattended 24 hours a day. Let's put them somewhere where at least someone can keep an eye on them in, in inside. That is now okay. voter suppression, Jim Crow 2.0, worse than anything we've ever done in American history. All right, so let me let me give you just a couple of more headlines, and then I'll explain it all to you and give you the Dakota ring. Uh, the Major League Baseball uh, is thinking about uh, moving their all-star game from Georgia because of BLM pressure over voting reform bill. Uh, the leaders of 23 countries have supported a treaty, a treaty proposal for p- future uh, crisis. Uh, so in other words, the next COVID, they all want to be on board and work together If one shuts down, we all shut down. We're all going to work together. White House doesn't say no. The White House says the timing isn't right. GoFundMe has yanked a page run by Virginia parents fighting the woke curriculum. Huh. Uh, Bank of America announces an expansion of their racial justice initiatives. And the White House says the private sector should lead on vaccine passports. I'm going to give you the decoder ring. I'm going to take a one minute break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to begin to give you that ring that will explain all of these stories from the infrastructure story to the, you know, companies lining up against the voting thing in Georgia to yanking even uh, the voice, the voice of Donald Trump off of a platform facebook yesterday because even his voice has been banned from facebook i'll explain all of these give you the decoder ring you will understand the news unlike ever before in 60 seconds timeshare termination team uh chances are if you have a timeshare that you you know you're ready to get out of it did you even use it last year could you use it If you did try to use it, did you get the place to where you're promised or did you have to go someplace else with with less amenities? Here's the thing. There are quite a few businesses out there that will claim to get you out of a type uh, uh, out of a timeshare. I don't do timeshare commercials uh, because they usually are not credible. Um, They are there are companies that um, say a lot of things, make a lot of promises and then don't keep them. I'm doing timeshare termination team because they have a 100% money back guarantee. So if they don't get you out of that timeshare, you have a money back guarantee and you'll get every dime of your money back. Timeshare termination team. They have it's a team of attorneys and paralegals. That's their job to get you out of that legally. Call timeshare termination team. Get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another year of timeshare that you're not going to use. And you'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. So make sure you tell them that I sent you. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-438-8688. Or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Learn more at timeshareterminationteam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Let me give you some information uh, that I gave you last night in 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 its entirety, and it is really important 
that you understand this because our society is being completely redesigned with something called ESGs. ESGs, you will now find, check your 401k if you're doing something with Morgan Stanley or anybody else. Check, you will see, they're starting to come out now, an ESG score. An ESG score for your investments. So what is your ESG score? ESG stands for Environment, Social Justice, and Governance. To change society... You need to alter the way you view society. You need to redesign the social contract that we all have with one another. Um, they want you to view it now through the lens of ESG. First, they start with the corporations. And the corporations are with this because, as I showed you last night, they are going to make Tons of money. Social justice has now been monetized. And I'll show you exactly how in last night's episode. Make sure you see it. Now, this started to go to go to become into play at the Paris Accords. And the U.N. was working in tandem with the Paris Accords. That's the climate treaty that everybody on the left was like, we have to do it, even though it does nothing, we thought. There was a paper published in 2017, one of the only concrete reports on how the S, social justice, in ESG is calculated. But even in their own report, they admit this isn't exact science. Thus, and I'm going to quote from this report. The social element of ESG issues can be the most difficult for investors to assess. You think? Right off the bat, they list a few factors. Human rights, labor standards, Gen, uh, and gender equality. Now, it's interesting because I'm going to show you in a minute how they identify human rights. But you don't hear Apple getting a low ESG score for sweatshops where they're pumping out iPhones, right? You'd think that all of those practical slaves in China would go to hurt the ESG store a score of Apple if you really cared about social justice. But they're a team player. They're going carbon neutral by 2030, so they're fine. Also, Disney, they didn't get a low ESG score after thanking the Chinese officials that are connected to the Uyghur genocide in concentration camps. Not a problem. Not a problem. Disney is okay. They, they made up for it by setting their own 2030 sustainability goals and... What the heck? Let's fire Gina Carano, too, to prove how woke we are. We'll fire her for exactly the same thing her co-star did in reverse. Uh, he's fine. We're going to just fire her. Re redesigning society is a four-step process. According to the U.N. and now banking uh, uh, outlines, stage one is qualitative analysis. This was when we decided to start placing a woke grade on companies and financial institutions. And I say was because we're past stage one. Stage two, quantitative analysis. This is where we're at right now, but we're at the tail end of this. Social clients, uh, climate, uh, uh, compliance has been graded and scores are starting to pop up on investment portfolios and annual reports. I'll tell you about those in a second. Stage three investment decision this is where we're just beginning to be out remember it's a four-step process we're at the beginning of step three 
Money is going to be diverted from the non-compliant to the compliant. And I laid this out for you, and I showed the, their own documents on how this was going to work. They're going to shut all of the investment dollars off to any company that isn't doing what they ask them to do, just through the ESG score. Stage four, active ownership assessment. The compliant will be monitored. If they fall out of line, they'll be handled via exclusion members uh, measures. The exclusion members are, uh, are things like you're not going to be able to get a house loan. You're not going to be able to get a car loan, a uh, business loan. Uh, they may shut off all banking services to you if the case is bad enough. Uh, okay. That doesn't sound good at all. Now, let me put some let me put some actual numbers and faces behind this. I'll show you what's happening with this corporate responsibility to fully dismantle structural racism in America. I'm going to show you a couple of the companies that are that are out front on this. And then I want to show you Facebook and I want to show you why Facebook suddenly has a low S score in their ESG, which is setting them back. You'll understand all of it after the next break. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Our sponsor of this uh, half hour is... Um, is Rectech. Sometimes when you get home at the end of the hard day, the last thing you want to do is cook a meal for your family. You could order something out. You can, you know, get pizza or, you know, whatever. I mean, pizza delivery guys on the, you know, first name basis at our house. Um, that's kind of a problem, isn't it? This is a part of the story where you usually send your children out into the mean streets and tell them not to come back until they've rustled up some grub and uh, they can bring it back for everybody to eat. Fortunately for them and you, there is Rectech. Rectech takes the concept of grilling, smoking, and even baking and dials it up to an 11. With Rectech, you've got smart grill technology, which manages the cooking of your food to such a fine point that it comes out perfect every time. It's built like a tank. It's a pure joy to cook on, and the food is amazing. Go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech with a Q at the end, dot com. That's Rectech. Com. Go there now, AB Compare, and I promise you, you will find nothing better than Rectech.com. Get your decoder ring for all the news going on with BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control for 20% off. Blaze TV. Welcome to the Gledbeck program. It is Thursday. Last night's television show is a decoder ring. You will start to understand what's happening with these companies. Uh, just a few minutes ago, I went through all of the companies. Let me just give you some of the uh, the headlines. Uh, Biden has uh, unveiled a massive infrastructure. I've got to get to the real point of what that is. It's unions. I'll go into that. It's probably going to be tomorrow, though. I'm running out of time. Uh, major U.S. companies uh, have come out against uh, the Republicans in Georgia. They're saying this this historic uh, tax or this historic voter reform. It wasn't voter reform. It was covid that is now being retracted is suppression. And you have BlackRock, Coca-Cola, Delta, Merck, 
Porsche, UPS, Microsoft, Bank of America, Cisco, Home Depot, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Citigroup, uh, American Express, Facebook, Viacom, CBS. They're all coming out now and they're taking a stand against Georgia and the governor. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever seen? Let me give you this headline. Uh, The uh, headline is that sports viewers shift habits as social justice messaging increases. So this is about the NBA, and they're saying one third of Americans are watching less professional sports because they can't handle the cram down. So then why would Major League Baseball threaten to move the All-Stars from Georgia if they know they're going to lose a third of their audience? This is going to piss off a third of their audience, maybe more. Why would they do that? Why would these companies, why would Delta get involved in any of this? Why would Bank of America? Last night, I gave you the decoder ring, and I want to go through the decoder ring, but I want to start with uh, the Facebook ESG score. Facebook, we were looking at the ESG scores. This is from Morgan Stanley, I believe. And they're starting to score these. This is the part of the Great Reset. They're starting to score every company so you know if the company is doing everything they can for the environment, everything they can for social justice, and everything they can to help the government. Are they complying by governance, social, and environmental standards? Facebook, you would think, has a great score because they're so progressive they're they're the reason a lot of this jam down is happening however they got a laggard score there's only leader average and lagger you don't want a laggard score facebook is a laggard environmental they're a leader social they're a laggard and governance they're a laggard now governance they're a laggard because they've had some uh problems with the government uh, recently and they allege or they they list all of the things that have been happening you know over in europe and germany and also being called in front of congress but their social justice score is a laggard now social justice score facebook you can't say anything on facebook stephen crowder was on last hour he is he's been banned now from uh youtube and I told him a story about how Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, uh, Donald Trump was on Facebook on a podcast and it was part of it was aired on Facebook and it was just his voice and Facebook deleted that post because you can't even have the voice of Donald Trump on Facebook. So how are they not leading social justice? You have to read the fine print and let me read it to you. Apart from platform safety issues, Facebook has also come under scrutiny for inconsistent enforcement of content moderation rules. Well, that's great, right? Because that helps us. That helps conservatives. That's what we've been saying. That's not what this means. Independent auditors found certain content decisions caused, quote, significant setbacks for civil rights, end quote. So because Facebook hasn't fully banned people like me, people like Steven Crowder, 
people like you, we're doing we're doing uh, significant damage to civil rights. That's why all of these companies are coming out for Georgia. That's why all these companies line up to say, oh, yeah, 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 uh, well, we're, we're for this. Because one of the ways that they actually judge a company, because all they're doing is they're, ju- ju- they're just judging. Here, let me give you this. Uh, yesterday, the Fed chair, oh, no, sorry, the Fed chair, <laughs> what's the difference now? Um, Janet Yellen, <clears throat> who was the Fed chair, now the head of our uh, uh, treasury, she came out and said, <clears throat> environmental issues and companies that aren't uh, working to, to go uh, all green and become compliant, they're a risk to the economy. Now, how do you define a risk to the economy? Well, things get a little sketchy on all of this stuff. But a risk to the economy would be Facebook is too big to fail. These banks are too big to fail. And if they are working with companies like Facebook that could get deluged and get protested because they're not compliant with social justice, well, then they could fail and we could lose all their money or all of our money. So all of our investment would be gone. So that's a risky company. The Blaze wouldn't even get considered. I mean, it's never been considered by an investment group, but it would never get considered now because we're not going to comply. And if you don't comply, you're too risky for anyone to invest in. This is what's happening now. Let me give you... Let me give you one other really disturbing thing that they're talking about, and that is uh, social justice and human rights. The U.N., which has their human rights abuser list, is really the ones on the Human Rights Council. Um, They are the ones defining for the banks and everybody else human rights. Now, the... The U.N. teamed up with Foley Hogue. Um, they're one of the specialists. It's a law firm in corporate social responsibility, an international law firm. Um, and maybe they do some good in the world. I don't know. Maybe they'll help prosecute actual human rights abusers. But I'm a little confused about what's all included under human rights, because looking through their websites, it gets a little nutty. The U.N. and this law firm seem to be including social issues and social justice now as human rights abuses. The Post says the U.S. must, quote, fully dismantle structural racism in America. Now, what if you don't believe in structural racism in America? Doesn't matter. They mention, and I'm quoting, publicly recognizing and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and rapidly instituting a variety of measures that seek to begin to address racism at a systematic level within corporate America. That's why you're going to these stupid Black Lives Matter meetings and the critical race theory meetings because your company is a coward. And if they're not a coward, they're part of the problem. I don't care what my ESG score is, but I am going in and saying that. Please do not say that until you fully understand what is entailed. 
You will not get any loans. You may not be able to work. You won't be able to buy or sell because you won't comply. To Christians, does any of this sound familiar? The joint report goes on to list a few abuses. One lists an example of a company that, quote, doesn't promote certain staff members due to their ethnicity or religion. Okay, I don't know any of the details here. How is that even quantified? Were they not promoted because of their social category or because they sucked at their job? And are all religions equal in this? I get the feeling that they're not, but maybe. But this is all about compliance. If you fail to comply, the banks are expected to exert, quote, leverage. That means shut off the money spigot. This was described in earlier things that I showed you last night called exclusion measures. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. I'd like to know, but it sounds to me if you're not a social justice warrior, then you're going to be labeled a human rights abuser and shut off from the financial system. Is this what having a low social score will get you? Because I will proudly wear that. But I know that makes me a pariah. I know that takes my voice off the radio. I know it takes it off internet. I know I won't be able to go to theaters anymore and perform live. I understand that. You must be very careful. Your children must be get them off social media. And I know what that's going to take. Holy cow. Because my kids don't believe me. My kids are like, Dad, that's just for people like you. No, that's for people like you in the future. You say anything wrong, and it's going to come into your score. Now, I don't know how many banks are gearing up for this. <clears throat> we don't know how it will ultimately look or how it will be implemented. A good example might be what uh, is facing uh, is uh, is what's happening with amalgamated bank because it's all implemented there. Amalgamated bank is like the sixth or seventh largest bank in the country. I never heard of it because it's an SEIU bank. It's a union bank. They're the bank that brought all of this to the United States. They are patient zero. So let's. Use them as a template of what might be coming to a bank near you. The social justice scores are at banks now. They are at the investment level now. They have not trickled down to you yet. But Amalgamated has just begun an annual CSR report, which I can only assume will be the standard for high-scoring ESG companies going forward. If you want to see what that model might uh, might look like high ESG scoring banks or companies say, quote, we do not lend or invest our own money in fossil fuel companies, those who manufacture weapons or who do not support the rights of workers. Read that as labor unions, women's immig women, immigrants, the LGBTQ, the LGBTQ plus community and other positions not aligned with our mission, end quote. So if you're an oil and gas company, you're out. You're a Second Amendment company. You're out. I mean, I thought discrimination on race, gender and pretty much anything else was already considered um, illegal. But we now have to prove 
that we're now somehow not racist and bigoted if we want to do business. How does that work? Well, maybe this is the standard. Amalgamated breaks every employee down into their own social justice category, and they submit this report every payroll period. Remember, this is the bank that brought this framework to America, and several of the largest banks in the country are already part of it. If you want to understand the news, you have to understand the Great Reset. If you want to understand what's happening to our corporations and what's coming for you, you have to understand as part of the Great Reset your ESG score. If you are interested in this and want to learn more, go to the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code control and you'll save 20% right now on your membership. But watch the last few specials, especially last night. Last night, it was comply or die. And I explained all of this and showed you the documents. It is critical that you understand this. And don't just beat your chest and say, well, I'll stand. You might. You might not. But if you don't understand it, I can guarantee you, you have no idea what you're even talking about facing. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is MyPillow. People talk about sleeping like a baby or sleeping like a log. Um, I mean, logs don't sleep and babies cry all the time and wet themselves. So I don't know. What's my sleep like? MyPillow. I rest on MyPillow. I have stopped waking up in the middle of the night and fluffing my pillow or trying to find a cold spot. It is amazing. I don't know how it works. It's I think witchcraft might be, hey, Mike Lindell runs the company. Don't they want to burn him as a witch? So maybe it is. But it will guarantee you the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life. And it's made of three layers that provide superior support, evenly distribute your body weight, and regulate temperature throughout the night. What is this? Their mattress topper. The mattress topper turns even an uncomfortable bed into a comfortable one. And right now, you can get 30% off the mattress topper plus two standard MyPillows in one great bundle. Right now at MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer right now. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, uh, welcome back to the program. Um, want to uh, talk to you about this video, this video that's been all over the place, showing uh, well, it appears to be a coyote dropping a three-year-old and a five-year-old over the border wall, and seemingly leaving them in the desert, basically hoping that the Americans will find them and bring them to safety, which apparently did happen. Uh, this is a fascinating tale, mainly based on what we're supposed to learn from it. The media basically wants us to learn that we shouldn't have a wall, because then I guess the kid wouldn't get dropped the five feet. When in reality, maybe you shouldn't have a president who is guaranteeing any child that comes unaccompanied will become released into the United States of America and not go back to Mexico. When you create an incentive Crazy. like that, you're going to get these things happening, I think. That is crazy. Crazy talk. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, we are a nation of merit, right? We've always been a meritocracy. You don't judge anybody by anything other than what they do, what they create. You know, if you are a great creator, if you can build something and it's better than the other person, I don't know why we're trapping mice. That's just, that's so uh, unjustful for the mice. Um, If you could build a better mousetrap, you could succeed. That's a meritocracy. Well, good news is there's a new Oregon bill that is making sure that all Oregonians know what merit is. And what merit is, is for all of those who have received an anti-bias training and have completed their their critical race theory and, and teachers without merit might be laid off. So the good news is we're a meritocracy. Uh, the bad news is uh, we no longer understand what merit actually means. The Glenn Beck Program. An absolutely amazing story about Parler coming up in 60 seconds. Stand by for that. <clears throat> right now, uh, let me t- tell you about LifeLock. Um, I had um, the big bill yesterday for infrastructure. And I decided to lock lives away with that. I, I'm putting everyone on LifeLock because it'll help grow our economy. I don't know exactly how it will grow our economy, but I'm they, this nice lady who comes in every day, uh, she brings me some pills, and she's very nice. She's a black woman, you know. She thinks that she's going to be president. She always says, oh, I'm going to be president after you. And I'm like, no, no, in my day, a lady can't be president, especially in this racist country. Never a black president. (laughs) But keep the dream alive, I guess. Anyway, I don't know where that was going, but I want to tell you about LifeLock. Come on, man. You wouldn't leave your wallet just lying around in the middle of the sidewalk full of cash. Well, I would. Okay, enough. Um, You would you protect things that are yours and we are losing so many things. You don't want to lose your good name. And when I say that your credit score is your good name, you lose your credit score and you're not getting anything. Now, that may change, you know, if you're not onto the social justice bandwagon, you may lose it anyway. But LifeLock is detecting a wide range of identity threats that are happening to you every single day. Get set up today so you're protected tomorrow. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you're only doing that and watching your credit card and the stuff's happening in your bank, you're going to miss a lot. That's where LifeLock comes in. And if you do have a problem, they work with you. They have a team dedicated to cleaning that mess up. Save up to 25% off your first year now at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off. Do I push the button on the LifeLock and they come if I've fallen and can't get up? (laughs) 
Mark Meckler is with us. He is the interim CEO of Parler. There is a story out now that uh, Parler, uh, you know, was was taken off because all of the planning for January 6th happened on Parler. Well, as we find out, no, that actually isn't true. Most of the planning, I guess, happened on Facebook. But now there's a new twist to the story. And I'm going to let Mark tell you. Mark, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good to be with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me this morning. Thank you. So tell me about the FBI and Parler and what was happening. I mean, this is important. Parler is a free speech platform, but we've always prohibited violent threats and incitement on the platform. And, and we can now say this publicly. We're limited in what we could say because we have this ongoing investigation by the House. But in the days and weeks that led up to January 6th, Parler actually made over 50 referrals of violent con- content to the FBI, and that included specific threats of violence that were being planned at the Capitol. So we've always been cooperative with the FBI in regard to these things. And the idea that we somehow weren't or that all this planning was taking place on Parler is just a fabrication. Okay, so I want to make this I want to make this clear. Um, And I understand, you know, we will do the same thing. We have reported violent content. If a subscriber is like, I'm going to kill somebody or blow somebody up. We feel it is our responsibility to report those kinds of things if we catch them. So we have done that. But people get very sensitive when you say, I'm going to report something to the FBI. What you had were specific violent threats against uh, people or the Capitol that revolved around January 6th before January 6th. The, did the FBI call you and ask you for those, or did you call them and alert them? No, we called them and alerted them. And this is just, hmm. like you said, with your website, this is exactly the same kind of thing. When we feel like a, a threat is specific and actionable and potentially dangerous, then we're always going to work with the FBI. We're always going to work with law enforcement to try to prevent, do everything we can as just good people to prevent violent acts. We, we saw so, specific threats of violence against uh, Attorney General Barr, against Hillary Clinton and others. And of course, those things, we're always going to report those things. We are a free speech platform. People can say what they want to say as long as it comports with the First Amendment. But when it looks like people are actually planning or trying to incite actual violence or lawbreaking, then those are things we're going to report. Correct. As a as a responsible company should at all times. Um, now, <laughs> what I'm, I'm having a hard time with uh, two things. One, how then this whole story was turned around on Parler and you lost your platform when you indeed were alerting the FBI in advance and working with the FBI, I'm sure, after January 6th, if you had any if they had any other questions or or needed any other information, correct? That's correct. And, and we continue to do so. If, you know, if we get actionable threats or in any of these past threats, we turn over everything we can to help the FBI make sure that nobody's going to get hurt or that no illegal activity is going to happen. What happened shortly after January 6th, though, you know, I'm going to point first at Sheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook, who went on national television, who went in the media and pointed at Parler and said, this is the fault of Parler because they don't moderate their content. They don't have uh, 
any kind of adequate oversight. This is simply untrue. This is just a fabrication. And I think it's because she knew what was going on in her own platform. And she understood that most of this activity took place on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And so she was striking first in order to defer the blame. Yeah, and you can probably pretty safely say that because what she was talking about was all of the sophisticated algorithms and systems that Facebook has. It allows them to go through the billion posts that they receive, and I mean that literally, the billion posts they receive, and you don't have that kind of an algorithm. Uh, Is it all done by hand by you guys? Uh, you know, it, in the past, sometimes it has been. Today, we have artificial intelligence as a first layer of screening for this kind of stuff. But then okay. everything has human intervention on the backside. And look, they, they knew what was going on. An independent Forbes analysis Correct. found that there were over 200 charging documents filed by the DOJ. 73 include references to Facebook, 24 to YouTube, and 20 to Instagram. And then that was followed up, by the way, by George Washington University. They have a program on extremism. 54% of charging documents refer to Facebook, 13% to Twitter, 13% to Instagram, only 5% to Parler. So Parler had almost no role in any of this. So the next question that I have that I'm having a hard time getting in my arms around, why wouldn't you have said that from day one? Wait a minute. We alerted the FBI. Yeah, you know, Glenn, I think this and this is a very hard thing that that people don't understand. I know this as a lawyer. You've obviously had to be involved in a lot of this stuff. Sometimes when you want to speak, you have to keep your mouth shut because you need to make sure that you don't make any mistakes when you have uh, all the giant tech giants against you, when you have the government aligned against you, as we do with the House Oversight Committee, you can't afford to make a single mistake or they're going to hang you with that. And so Correct. we hired what I think are the best lawyers in the area. Vincent and Elkins are an international firm that, that we have a group that specializes in House Oversight Committees or congressional inquiries. And they told us, you guys need to lay low. We have to do all the forensic analysis. We had to spend an incredible amount of money literally to sort through every single post that's ever made to make sure that when I come on a program like this, I don't make a single misstatement because if I do that, they're not going to pay attention to anything else. They're just going to hang us with the misstatement. So we had to sit back while we're being attacked. It's unfortunate, but that's part of the reality when you get involved in legal stuff like this. So why are you coming out with it now? Look, we've done the full analysis. We've had the, the entire forensic analysis done. The lawyers have reviewed everything. I can say with absolute confidence that, that the things I'm saying are true. They're unequivocally true. There is no contradictory evidence. We know that we had very minimal uh, people who were posting on a platform had very minimal involvement in this stuff. There's been law enforcement review, Forbes, George Washington University, our internal review. We've answered the House Oversight Committee's letter, their request to us with our letter. That's now public record. So now that this is all public record and we've responded to the House Oversight Committee, we're able to go public. I I think uh, you would have a pretty good case um, uh, against Facebook. Uh, in particular, uh, and uh, a pretty buttoned-up case, really, uh, for America to see what was really going on. But will anyone cover this? I I know that Newsweek, uh, you know, covered it a bit, uh, but they mainly talked about you being with the Convention of States. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that tends to happen. They want to obfuscate. But to be fair, Glenn, I have to say, and I was surprised by this, we did see quite a bit of media coverage, and it, it was not too biased or unfair in regard to our House oversight response. So 
I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of coverage that was out there. Whether they'll continue to cover it is it's our best guess, right? You know, well, here's another the, important fact. Honestly, though, the, dam- the, the damage is already done. You never okay. get, you, there's no place to go back and get your reputation back. That, and that if is correct. you were doing something that quite honestly, because, and I know this because we have wrestled with it. Um, where is the line where we have to report something because it's the right thing to do? And how are we to judge? And if we mi- we report something and then we miss something else, are we going to get nailed for not reporting that? And, uh, you know, we're a freedom of speech platform. We believe in the freedom of speech. I don't want to uh, curtail anybody's speech. But when we we saw threats against President Trump, we saw threats against President Obama. Uh, and if we see threats against Biden, we will report those because it's all of our president. It's not one party's president. He is the president of the United States. And that's not a joking matter. Um, so I know that you went through. This is a really dangerous double edged sword for people who believe like you do and I do in fr- of freedom of speech. It is. And unfortunately, it's become uh, both political and business at this point. And I think one of the reasons you saw the attack by big tech is that Parler was growing so exponentially. In, in November, it was the number one downloaded app on Apple and Google. That's more than Zoom or TikTok or YouTube. 10th most downloaded app for 2020. It rose to number one again after Twitter banned President Trump. So they saw a threat to their business model. And then when you see Congress get involved, when you see the House Oversight Committee get involved, you know it's political. The Democrats on that committee, by the way, received over $83,000 from parlor competitors, Facebook and Twitter. Republicans Jeez. on that committee received 1900 bucks. So it kind of tells you where the House Oversight Committee is coming from. Um, let me ask you this. Have you, have you been following ESGs and the Great Reset, Mark? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I looked up the ESG score for Facebook, and they're classified as a laggard, which is the worst score you can get. And that didn't make sense to me until I saw the analysis. And there are two pages after the original analysis about what they went through with the uh, governments over in Europe, yada, yada. But then there is one paragraph that is kind of buried in this. It's not part of the explanation of why they're having trouble. It's just in the uh, it's just in the summary. But listen to this, because this affects you. Apart from platform safety issues, Facebook has also come under scrutiny for inconsistent enforcement of its content moderation rules. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounded good to me. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, they are inconsistent. That's not what they mean. Listen to this sentence. Independent auditors found certain content decisions caused significant setbacks for civil rights. They're talking about not banning enough people. They're talking about not silencing voices like mine or, or in th- this week it's Steven Crowder. Uh, that is, should terrify everyone because that is your access to money and businesses, advertisers, everything except for the people. Yeah, and this is precisely when we see Democrats in Congress complaining that the social media giants aren't doing enough. They don't mean aren't doing enough to ensure free speech. They mean that they aren't doing enough to silence people like you and I and Crowder. 
And that's what these organizations are pushing them to do. That's what Congress is pushing them to do. That's why I think at this point, it's, it's fair to argue that Facebook and Twitter have become really state actors. They are under pressure oh, yeah. by the federal government to silence people like us. And I think it's fair at this point. I think we're getting to the point it's fair to hold them to a First Amendment standard. I think we have to. Um, and there's this end run. If you're if you're looking into the Great Reset, you know, there is an end run around our Constitution because the Constitution applies and the Bill of Rights applies to governments. It, it is a you'll never do these things to the government. It doesn't mean it for the private sector. Um, it's totally different set of standards. But now the private sector they are working together with the governments of the world, and they're making an end run right around our Constitution. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's even worse than that, I would add, Glenn, because it's not just that they're working together, but you actually have government coming out in public in these hearings saying to Facebook, threatening them, threatening Twitter. I'm not, I'm not trying to cut Facebook and Twitter slack. They, they don't mind this, but they're actually saying publicly, if you don't censor speech, then we will intervene and we will regulate you. So this is a, it is an absolute, what I would describe as the perfect alignment of interests to suppress the First Amendment rights of the American people. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for uh, uh, being with us. As you know, I'm a member of Parler, and uh, I don't flinch at that, nor should anyone else. I commend Parler for their bravery before January 6th. And your amazing uh, tolerance or your amazing self-control after January 6th. Uh, I hope you get your day in court uh, bigly. Mark Meckler, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Parlor.com. All right. Let me, uh, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's Timeshare Termination Team. If you're an owner of a time... Uh, I'm sorry. It's CarShield? Well, even better. CarShield. CarShield will help you if you have run out of warranty on your car. You know, hopefully you don't know firsthand, but you know how expensive car repairs are now. You can't just run to, you know, the uh, AutoZone or Pep Boys and get the parts. Sometimes you can't even diagnosis, uh, do a diagnosis on your car. If you if you have one of these stupid little silicon chips, they can run into the thousands of dollars. It is way too difficult and way too expensive to be able to roll the dice and say, yeah, I'm out of coverage. I'm OK. Please consider CarShield. Go to CarShield.com. You get to uh, you get to uh, uh, work out your own you know, system of coverage. So that way you can control the price the way it fits your lifestyle best. But I'm telling you, if you don't have an insurance policy, really, from CarShield, you're going to end up spending too much money on a catastrophic care for your car. Visit carshield.com right now and use promo code BECK, save 10%. It's carshield.com, promo code BECK, deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Last night on Blaze TV, I gave you a decoder ring to begin to really understand the world. And you understand that conversation in a completely different way. It will open up your eyes and your mind. 
you will begin to see what's really coming your way. It's already here, and it's just beginning to be implemented. Uh, and if you missed last night's show, please go back and listen to the show. Watch the show from last night. Uh, it's our Wednesday night special. If you're not a member of The Blaze, if you find anything we do helpful uh, uh, in any way, if you find that it's worth your money, please support us. We need your help, and we all need to stand together. It's why I'm a, it's why I'm a member of uh, Daily Wire, why I have a subscription to Daily Wire. I don't I don't even watch the shows. I mean, occasionally I do, but I don't have time to watch all the shows. I just believe in what they're doing. And I'm a member. Please join us and become a member of our family at Blaze TV. That's Blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Use the promo code uh, control. I think that's it, right? Control. And you will save 20 percent right now. Promo code control blazetv.com it's in a way for you to actually support uh, Steven Crowder as he's being shut out of the mainstream now you can watch his show on Blaze TV this is the Glenn Beck program <laughs> oh golly well tomorrow's Friday so relax let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Brian lives in Alabama. Over the past few years, he's been suffering from so much pain that it's really limited his mobility. He's barely able to get around the house, let alone go out and about to live his you know, normal life. Like millions of Americans who suffer from pain, Brian was beginning to despair. He had tried a number of different things. They didn't work or they just left him feeling stoned and he didn't want to feel that way. Over the past year, Brian stumbled across the solution. He listens to our program, and he decided to just give me the benefit of the doubt and try it for three weeks. He decided to do that, and it turns out uh, 90% of his pain, he says, went away in just the first three weeks. 90% reduction in his pain? I'll sign up. Please, if you're in pain, just give this a try. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more because it works for them. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, ReliefFactor.com. And listen to uh, all the shows you want from Blaze TV at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. All right, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, I lose track of time, we interviewed a Michigan restaurant owner. Her name is Marlene Pavlos Hackney, and she was arrested for refusing to close her restaurant amidst COVID-19 lockdowns. Now, she has, uh, she's had a tough go of it. She uh, is from Poland. She understands what these kinds of crackdowns really are and how dangerous and easy it is to lose your freedoms quickly. Well, she was arrested the I believe the day we spoke to her and she's on now with us. She's also being joined by uh, her attorney, uh, Robert Baker. Welcome, Marlena. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Sure. So, first of all, re- recap why everybody was so mad at you uh, and why you were threatened with jail time by the state. 
What were you doing or not doing? Well, as you know, the governor uh, Whitmer, she imposed all those rules and regulations that every business, restaurant should be closed and follow her guidelines and suggestions, which, in my opinion, they are not the laws. So I took uh, decisions that I'm going to be open and I'm going to serve the food and I have a sign on my door which, you know, says that uh, I am, I say, I have the sign. We are constitutionally complying business. We are not interfering on anyone's unable rights. By the law, we do not follow any of governors, mayors, health departments, or other government agency orders or suggestions parenting to social distancing or mask wearing. And then I have a hotline, I mean highline, then I said, your health is your responsibility. So people who come to my place, they are aware of how I run my business. And like I say before, I respect everyone who feel different and didn't participate by giving me them business and they say, wait, but we the people, we have the rights to decide what we will follow and how we will live as happy and uh, f- uh, happy lives and follow the freedoms that the Constitution give to all of us. Okay, so um, Marlena, you didn't do this right away. When it first came down, you complied, right? Yes, the, the first time, like everybody else, from March to June 14, I comply because I take this very serious because I think, okay, something isn't right. But as Correct. things go and we see, I feel different about all this uh Virus, like you see, you go to all these other places like Menards, Costco, and so many other big corporations, and they don't have to follow any rules like we do, tracking and all other sub-distancing. You go on the plane, did you see anyone to have a distance like six feet apart? Everyone sit next no. to each other. What's the difference right. my business and the aeroplane business? So, Marlene, uh, Marlena, you left Poland uh, in 1983, and I don't know if you spent any time in one of their jail cells, but you had to have known others who the government came in and uh, just hauled them away, sometimes in the middle of the night. Now you've spent five days in a U.S. jail. What'd that feel like? feels like my freedom has been taken away. I experienced something who no one probably did, um, but some they do. At least what I experienced, I can see like some things are not right. Like, for example, making phone call when they take you to jail. I try to call so many times, like collect. I cannot get you know, in touch with anyone because I think something wrong with this phone line, the way they navigate is impossible to go through. Only way to be able to make a phone, you have to have money on your account to be able to get in touch. And then another issue people have, like when they take you to jail and you don't memorize the phone number that you can call anyone, you are of help. 
because I see other people who came to jail when I was sitting on the bench, they say you have the right to make a phone call. And each person says, well, I don't remember the phone number. And when you go there, they take all the devices away from you. So if you have a, your cell phone and you have all those numbers to call someone to get help, you're unable. So I encourage every this. person who has to memorize one phone call, if something happens to them, that they will get arrested and go to jail, that they will remember the phone number, that they can get some help. That's crazy. Um, the, the judge that, uh, was, that put you in jail, he caused quite a scene. Um, he accused you of being in it only for publicity. Where is that coming from? I don't know. Why? But as you know, they censor my, I have a Facebook business, uh, you know, Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. That's my business, Facebook. And I know they use anything I post against me because every time I have a court, like with, uh, uh, before I have a summary suspension and the uh, judge was Judge uh, Lauren Van uh, Steele, then I have a Judge Van Dastoik when they impose restraining, restraining order against me and then bench warrant for my arrest, they watch closely anything I post, anything I say against me. The same also, I had a video made on Rumble, which says Marlena fights for freedom and some others. So I'm certainly that they use everything against me. Even when I went on the Cars Talker show, they used everything I say against me, which, as you know, I'm fighting for freedom for American people because we have to follow the constitutional protected rights that all of us, American people, we have. And does as this you know, feel like does, it, does this feel like we're headed towards Poland, 1983? Yes, this was exactly. Says, if you're going to watch my video on the Rumble, Marlena Fights for Freedom, you're going to understand clearly, clearly what I'm talking about. And also, I would like to say the politicians no longer represent the people, rather they represent a cooperated structure called United States Incorporation. And the politicians have so. not been representing the American people. And they are the ones violating the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the rule of law. All right. So, Marlena, Marlena, let me talk to your your attorney here for just a second. Your attorney is Robert Baker. Um, Marlena spent five days in jail. I think she got some bad uh, advice, uh, legal counsel in the beginning. You have come in. Tell me what the situation is and how likely she is to, you know, put this behind her and be the victor here? Well, so she was arrested um, the, the 19th, and it was a strange arrest because the Michigan State Police sent three unmarked police cars out to pick her up on their way to work at 5.15 in the morning. And um, that's highly suspect because there, I suspect there are a lot of, uh, outstanding felony warrants that haven't been executed. So we have three unmarked cars of state policemen coming to pick up somebody for serving food. At the hearing, um, well, at the hearing after she was arrested, she was denied many different things, uh, 
portions of due process. One of them was that her person who she thought was a representative got sent to jail immediately, just about. And then so Marlena was trying to assert her constitutional rights, asking for one for me, because I was on a Zoom hearing. And then secondarily, she was asserting her Sixth Amendment right to counsel. And the judge threatened her with 93 additional days if she opened her mouth. And uh, it frightened Marlena. And thank goodness she um, shut up. But um, Sixth Amendment. Yeah. So there were many different aspects of that. But, but, but more offensive was her treatment. So she was shackled and brought in front of cameras. Okay. Why, why that? Um, she was bruised. Uh, while she was in, uh, in the jail, they did a cavity search, which I'm not sure about that. And then she was denied a, a, a counsel, an effective assistance of counsel. So, okay, so uh, so Robert, I know that there's a GoFundMe page. Um, mm-hmm. Is it still up? Because they're starting to take things down now on GoFundMe. If you if you happen to stand against uh, you know some of the COVID uh, rules and restrictions, um, her legal bills and everything else all the fines and everything she's incurred are really adding adding up you're about what thirteen thousand dollars away from your goal um and i'll send people to to that but again this money uh, that i think shouldn't have to be paid at all um is she going to see justice in the end what are the odds well i am hope i'm hopeful that she will see justice in the end. There's a lot of constitutional protections out there that have been eroded in, in the judicial system, but they seem to work once the, there's publicity and it's out in the light. I mean, I, I struggle every day fighting for people without the means to fight uh, these type of uh, attacks against the freedoms of America. So I, I believe she'll ultimately be successful. I'm hopeful that the system as it stands, will um, prevail. The uh, Michigan Supreme Court has struck down the governor's uh, orders as being unconstitutional and unlawful, so I'm very hopeful that we will be prevail in the end. Robert, I appreciate it. Attorneys like you, I, I have, or I had, the best uh, First Amendment attorneys, and I've had them on retainer, and we've fought in court uh, several times side-by-side side for First Amendment rights. Uh, I've had them for 20 years. They've been on retainer. Uh, they've just dropped me because they say that it's uh, it will cost them too much politically to represent somebody like me. All of their other clients will start to complain. And uh, I mentioned uh, uh, vigorously John Adams and what he did with the British. It is critical that attorneys have spine and stand up. And I appreciate Robert, uh, that you are doing this. Uh, I appreciate that, and you should give me a call. I wouldn't mind representing you. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to. Uh, I want you to go to um, the. Um, oh, crap! What's it called? GoFundMe. I want you to go to GoFundMe and look for Marlena's case uh, and help uh, if you have. You know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. They're very close to covering all of this. Uh, and she really needs your help. If this is something that you are are looking for and you want to help, uh, please do it now. You can go to GoFundMe. Uh, and it is I don't have exactly what it is, but her name is Marlena. 
um, um, Pavlos Hackney. It's Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. You can find it. Just support Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. You can go there now. I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Uh, I know. I'm the crazy guy that's been talking about gold for a long time, hollering about how you need to buy some gold before the world ends or something like that. And I'm actually fine with that um, because I know the truth. I don't know timelines. I'm bad at timelines. But I will tell you, if you missed yesterday's podcast of this broadcast, go back and listen to the first half hour or so because I specifically address what's going to happen to the U.S. dollar. And I believe it's going to happen within the next two years. There is a race before a chance of losing the House and or Senate. The Democrats are moving quickly on this, and this is why we are spending money like the dollar is going out of style, because it is going out of style. Please, if you've ever considered this and just never gotten around to it, now is the time. Please, please, please. These are the times that I told you would come. They're here. We're at the beginning of it, and it's going to happen faster than you realize. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. Ask about their physical delivery and their self-directed IRA account specials. So if you're looking to invest your in your IRA, you can move some of that money over into precious metals. They've helped me over the years. They can help you as well. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're standing by to take your call. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program, President Joe Biden. Oh, yes. Hello. How are you there? Uh, President Biden, you had an opportunity to throw Um, out the first pitch at a Nationals game. Oh, I was quite honored with that. Uh, And I thought a long time about doing it because I'm a very big baseball fan. Mm -hmm. But you you decided not to. Yeah, well, I had some things on my schedule, uh, you know, I had a, okay. a dinner at 3.30, and uh, then I got to get into, I'm doing the work of the American people, so I couldn't uh, do Are it, you but. a big baseball fan? Have you been? Oh, my goodness. I remember when uh, when Ty Cobb, uh, <laughs> you know, had, a, had his batting average of uh, 383, and the Cleveland Naps, <laughs> you know, when they went eight for eight in that doubleheader. You know, with Ty Cobb, and it was it was amazing. It was, a, you know, I used to listen to that one on the radio. But before then, uh, I remember Chief Bender uh, throwing a no hitter for the Philadelphia Athletics. Who could forget that? Yeah. Uh, it was one walk of a perfect game uh, where Philadelphia A's mm-hmm. uh, beat the Cleveland Naps. Four to zero. Right. And uh, you sound like you're a big fan of baseball. And you remember Mordecai Brown, of course. <laughs> I do. Uh, he was the uh, he was the uh, the winning pitcher of you know the the game against the <laughs> Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Rebs. Oh, Mordecai. <laughs> oh, I I still look at his baseball card and weep. All the greats, <laughs> all the greats that we've seen. I was 47 when I saw that game. This is the Glenn Beck Program.